try to find some services to provort to provort to provort. Curtis defining new words. You could restore it Hello and welcome to Backup Central's Restore It All. This is your host, W. Curtis Preston, a.k.a. Mr. Backup. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Prasanna Maliandi. Hi, Prasanna. Hey, Curtis. How's uh, how's it going over there in Sunnyvale? Not bad, not bad. It's, uh, it's finally cooled down a little bit here in Southern California. It's gotten cold. Like, I had a fleece on this morning going outside. There was, like, frost on the cars. I was like, what is this place? It was just hot as blazes here for for a few days, and it's finally calmed down. Uh, And by the way, before we continue, I just wanted to mention that both Prasanna and I do work for Druva, but this is not a Druva podcast. This is uh, our opinions are our own. So I wanted to I don't know. Sometimes my opinions are yours, Curtis, so... (laughs) Sometimes, and sometimes we don't share opinions. But you know, <laughs> that's uh, uh, for example on apparently peanut butter, smooth, not chunky. Chunky, no. Yeah. I'm all no. about the chunky. I've always been. Yeah. So there you go. See <laughs> our opinion. I wonder what Druva's position is on peanut butter. Oh boy, let's peanut not get but- into that. It'd be, it'd be peanut butter as a service. <laughs> <laughs> The peanut butter would just automatically appear on your bread. Uh, so let's, I wanted to talk about, there's been two really big ransomware attacks in the last few weeks. And so I wanted to talk about that and, you know, well, let's just talk about that. So first, why don't you talk about this one that happened in Texas? Yeah. So this is kind of crazy. It was like one of the largest coordinated attacks of local government. Um, It happened in Texas. I think there were 22 cities that were impacted or entities, I should say, um, that were impacted by this. And it was kind of a coordinated attack where they went and it looks like they targeted a firm that deals with uh, or a service provider that deals with the IT for a lot of these smaller towns and cities. And they somehow got into the provider and were able to encrypt and cause chaos Um, at all of these uh, cities. So what ended up happening is people weren't able to pay their utility bills. Some cities lost. We can't have that. And (laughs) well, (laughs) water isn't so bad unless you need to shower. But even then, but I think even more concerning was a lot of uh, services were impacted, such as police Mm. and fire, Mm -hmm. which are critical services that cities need. And especially in these smaller cities, they don't necessarily have the IT staff to be able to run it on their own. So usually they end up outsourcing to a service provider. Which is ended up being the, the attack factor, right? That service provider. Exactly. But the good thing is that they kind of contained it. They've remediated, fixed things that are going on. And I think now they have 25% of their systems up and running, I believe. I Actually, I think it said more than half. Yeah, more than half. Yes, there's more than half of the impacted entities are back to operations as usual. Now, this is... Which is pretty crazy because it's been like three... Yeah, three weeks, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, September 10th. So it's... um, Well, yeah, it's three... I'd say three weeks. Yeah, August 16th was the attack, so... 
Um, which means that almost half <laughs> of the entities yeah. are not up and running uh, business as usual. But mo- really importantly, did anyone pay the ransom? Nope. So apparently the evil actors <laughs> were asking for two and a half. <laughs> they were asking for two and a half million dollars um, mm-hmm. as ransom. And the, the Texas Department of Information Resources said, no, we are not paying. Right. And they said, we will fix it on our own. So not giving in to the evil guys. Very, very Texas of them, by the way. It's <laughs> like, no, we're not. No, we're, you know, we're, <laughs> I can just imagine the, the Texans in the, in the crowd and saying, yeah, no, we're not paying your stupid ransom. And we're, we don't care how bad it hurts us. We're going to fix it and we're going to, you know, we're going to restore stuff. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, slight correction. The Texas Department of Information Resources mm-hmm. is the agency that is leading the state response to the event. Uh-huh. But each of the cities can decide on their own if they want to okay. pay ransom or not. But as of right now, they are not aware. Right. Yeah, that's what it says. They're unaware of any ransom being paid for the event, which is great. Um, and they said they said that everybody's switched from assessment and response to remediation and recovery, which is great. And, and you know, it's a critical. <clears throat> we're going to get back to this. Um, sort of common service provider. Uh, let's talk about the other big attack. And from a number of entities perspective was actually bigger than the Texas attack. And it was hundreds of dentist offices across the US. So that that appeared as a coordinated attack, the one in Texas. But it, in the end, it was really just an attack against a common service provider that a bunch of entities used. In this case, very similar that the the common service provider has actually been identified, which is, um, it says the software providers were the Digital Dental Record and Perksoft, two Wisconsin-based companies who collaborated on, get this, DDS Safe, a medical records retention and backup solution <laughs> advertised to <through> dental <laughs> practices in the U.S. So that just doubly hurts, right? Is that this was, again, a service. It, it, it's reminiscent to me of uh, Code Spaces, right? Which was that that, oh, yeah. that website that was a safe space to store your code and then they got hacked and they lost all their data. The, 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 the concern here, so basically they were, again, a coordinated attack, or coordinated attack. It appears that because the service provider used the same operating system that many of the offices had, not only was their data affected, but it appeared that the ransomware actually spread to some of the, they might have an on-site window system, that the ransomware actually spread to their on-prem oh, no. systems from the service provider, which is sort of a, oh, which is gosh. like a double whammy, right? Yeah, yeah, that's why air gapped and all the yeah, rest become air gap, important. Air gap, good. <laughs> and and this one, there hasn't been a lot of you know. I I, I really uh, applaud Texas for being really upfront uh, with the you know their response and their public response. Maybe they you know they had to because of being accountable to the to the uh, taxpayers. In this case, they don't. We don't have any additional information on what happened here. So, but one thing we do have, which we don't have in Texas, though, is we have uh, the name of the ransomware, which was which I can't which pronounce. I can't pronounce. <laughs> um, yeah, so so Uh What it, an art an art evil 
Yeah. So it, it, a lot of these ransomware, they go by different names and there's a ser- ransomware as a service provider that um, interestingly, this article refers to them as having a market share of 12 and a half percent. So that's just sad that they rate the ransomware of a, of a service. What There are two things that are common between both these stories. One is that it was a service provider that was used as the attack vector. The second thing that is common is that we're talking about Windows. Uh, I'll just say that we don't know for a fact that they don't list in the Texas story the flavor of ransomware, and they don't list specifically that it's Windows, but I am willing to bet that given the systems that they mentioned are affected, they tend to be publicly accessible systems, which tend to be uh, running Windows. And so they wouldn't have been affected if it had been some other OS in the back end. So let's talk about the the, the first. Yeah, go ahead. So, uh, so before, but I think one of the differences between the two is it is unknown if the dental attack, they paid the we ransom. We don't know. Right. We don't know. Yeah. yeah. And they were actually mentioning that maybe they did. I know there's a lot of rumors and screenshots out there, but they were saying it might be that they paid the ransom. And in some cases, they were still not able to decrypt files. Right, right. I guess the question is, you know, obviously, you know, we work at Druva. I don't think that service providers are a bad thing. The question, and, and, and especially in areas like backup, where people tend to not have a core competence, right? One thing that's been true as long uh, as I've been in this space is that nobody wants to be the backup person. And so it becomes this. You don't want to be the backup person, Curtis? Well, honestly, I didn't want to be the backup person. (laughs) It's the job (laughs) that I could get. And then I, I just threw a series of, you know, circumstances that had nothing. By the way, Siri just started to talk to me. I said series and Siri thought I meant Siri. That's funny. Anyway, through a series of circumstances that were that I did not plan, I just ended up getting stuck in backup for three or four years. And then I just woke up and realized I was an expert in something that most people, you know, run away from. And so I think it's especially important with services where data resiliency and those sorts of things are really important. But at the same time, uh, you need to be comfortable that your service provider is doing the best practices, you know, using the best practices that they should be using to make sure your data is safe. And in, in both of these cases, it appears that that was not the case. Uh, so well, let's first talk about the service provider. How about that? What can a service, so let's just assume, and and I think it's a valid assumption that in both cases, what we're talking about is Windows. And we know for a fact that the attack vector, when I, when I look up the, the ransomware in question with the dental attack, the ransomware, the attack vector is RDP, which is the remote desktop protocol, which is a very common way to administer Windows. So if you're using Windows in your data center, and you most likely are, and you have RDP enabled, which you most likely do. How do you protect? Uh, and, and whether you, whether you we're talking in your data center or you're a ser- service provider that is running services for others, and you're using Windows as 
your, um, you know, as your operating system, what can you do to protect against RDP attacks? Well, and I think the big thing is you should ask yourself, do I need to enable RDP on the system or right? <laughs> right. I think some people just say, yeah, it makes my life easier. I'll just turn it on and I don't have to worry about it. And that way, in case there's ever an issue, I don't need to worry about walking in and actually connecting manually. There's a downside in terms of now it's open. So now you might be susceptible to these other attacks. Yeah, but right. So ask yourself, does this really need it? Now, that's just sort of one. Now, the other things are things you can do, such as making sure you have the right level of security for RDP, such as making sure you use network level access authentication Mm -hmm. for connecting to the RDP instance using a VPN, changing the ports, right? There's a whole bunch of things. Ensuring your firewall only allows certain IP addresses to come in over that port. These sort of things can also be useful. Yeah, there's a good blog. If you Google um, malware bytes and protect RDP against ransomware attacks, uh, you should find this blog. And there's a good list on this blog of, of the various things, a couple that you mentioned about like changing the port. Just because you have RDP doesn't mean you have to use the standard RDP port. Uh, I, I like this one, this idea of using a remote desktop gateway server so that you're, you know, you, you have to go through this one server and then you you use things like 2FA on that, on that server and, and limit access to certain IPs and all those different things. I think that if you're going to enable RDP, Given that it's such a common attack vector, I think you have to do these things, or at least some or many of these things, to make sure that you're not open to being attacked uh, for ransomware. Exactly. But 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 here's a question, though, right? Is if I'm a customer and I have a service provider I'm using to manage all this infrastructure, mm-hmm. et cetera, how do I know, right? Like, I may not have IT mm-hmm. staff. I don't know what questions to ask to say, like, how would I know, hey, service provider, did you make sure that you have an RDP gateway? Or, hey, service provider, did you make sure that you have a VPN set up for RDP or uh, change a port number? I don't know what a, I may not know what port numbers are. I may not be familiar with my network infrastructure. I might have outsourced my entire IT. So what do I do? How can I sort of protect myself? Yeah. And, and I'm not sure I have a good answer to that question, right? Um, because you know, if you're if you're a knowledgeable person, right? So you can you can read this particular article, and you can make sure that you've implemented those things in your environment. If you're dealing with a service provider, I'm not sure the degree to which you can make sure that you know you can have a conversation. You, you can show them this blog post and say, hey, have you implemented these things or at least some of these things and, you know, to protect your servers and therefore our servers against a ransomware attack? But in the end, the, the service provider, all they really have to say is yes, right? Uh, <laughs> and and I, I, I am, I'm not aware of any third-party security like it would be really nice if there was a third-party security service, and there probably is a service that you can hire, uh, basically a consulting company, so that you, you as a service provider, could hire this third-party consulting company who who specializes in security to come in and basically verify that you're doing as many best practices as you could be doing in order to protect customers' data. 
and you could you could say that to your customers. And if you if you're a if you're a customer, you could ask them if they've done that, right? I my one of my questions, you know, and and my bigotry is going to show through here. Okay, my first question would be, <laughs> hey, service provider, are your services based on Windows? <laughs> Um, <laughs> and you know, the thing is, you know, we, we, we're talking a lot about RDP in Linux. We don't need RDP. You, you use SSH, but I would also claim that the people probably outsourcing some of the IT are probably not people who would be using Linux. Necessarily. No, but that's not, but that's not what I'm saying. I, I'm talking about the service provider. I'm saying if you ask the service provider, so like, for example, our backend is not based on Windows. Our backend is based on, you know, Unix and Linux and, you know, S3 and DynamoDB and all of those things. And so that's what I'm talking about. But I'm talking about the backend infrastructure for the service provider. If the, um, and, and again, I'm, I'm not, I'm not one of these like Linux advocates it says there's no such thing as ransomware for linux there is ransomware for linux it's just it's the whole security by obscurity thing i know for example there's ransomware for macs uh or 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 viruses for macs um i also know i've never gotten one i I had windows for many years and knock on wood yeah, uh, yeah. Well, there you go. That's it. Now I'm done. But I, I had Windows for many years before I switched over to Mac, and I, I don't think I would ever go a year without having to rebuild my system. You know, despite having all kinds of stuff, right? So uh, there, I know there are ransomware attacks and virus attacks against Mac. I know there are such things against Linux. I just know that they're much smaller. And I think specifically when we talk about RDP, since RDP is such a common attack vector for ransomware, I'm I'm just asking why would you, if you have a choice and you're looking at two service providers uh, or, or backup, you know, methodologies or, or not just backup, but any product that you could use in your data center. The only reason I could see being a valid answer for that question is, well, we don't know anything about Linux. Right. And so we're not going to bring in Linux just for version X of a particular. Right. And and I would agree there. Right. Because the last thing you need to do is bring in an operating system that you don't understand, because, again, that's another security issue. But I do still I I do still feel that Linux and Unix is from a security perspective, a stronger operating system than Windows. And I submit RDP as a prime example of that. And so I, I wouldn't use windows for a service that I was providing for other people. It's just, that's just me. (laughs) So let's go back to your question though. Can you think of anything else other than hiring? I think that's the, the best thing I can come up with is, is hiring a third party service, right? There are also threat threat. uh, There are companies that will attack you. There are white hat hackers, Right. Yeah, and people who do like pen test and all the rest yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah, pen testing. Uh, that was uh, there was a phrase I was that was escaping me, and that was it. Right, penetration testing. You know, ask your service provider if they if they use any third party pen testing tools, right, or services or whatever. It's almost like you need a book for dummies on what to ask your service provider when thinking about hiring someone, right, or outsourcing something. Yeah. 
You know, and and the thing, you know, this is, and and again, I'm I'm obviously I'm very pro cloud, um, but the thing is, service providers and cloud providers, you can outsource the the service or the functionality. You can't outsource the responsibility, and so the responsibility is still ultimately your data. And I, I guess if you're if you're a company that has zero IT um, expertise, uh, I think you're going to find yourself in trouble if you don't have any inside expertise that can at least do some level of verification against service providers. So I guess then that means even if you are outsourcing to a service provider, mm-hmm. you probably want to at least bring in a consultant for a brief amount of time just to make sure that everything is covered, kind of like an external auditor. Agreed, right? Um, you know, same. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. Like, you know, if you've got a person who does your day-to-day bookkeeping, you know, that, that runs payroll and that sort of stuff, it would be it would behoove you to have a regular person once in a while look at your books, right? Have a, an actual bookkeeper come in and look at their books and just sort of verify the person that you have on staff is doing the right thing. The same is true here. If you've got a service provider, um, whether you have an internal person, maybe, you know, once a quarter, whatever, whatever the period is, have somebody come in and do a security audit of the various services that your company is using. I think that's, you know. And, and I get, and I guess the other thing also is even if you think you're small does not mean that you may not be vulnerable to an attack. Have you ever heard the phrase, There's, there are no small parts, there's only small actors? Have you ever heard that phrase? I have not. Well, now you have. You can't say that anymore. Um, you know, there are, there are no small companies. I don't know what the other, <laughs> what the other half of that is. <laughs> right? There's no such thing as a small company, right? Because to you, that company is, is still your world, right? And imagine being a dentist. You're, you're a small company. You're, you know, a couple of people. You might be a couple of dental assistants and one dentist. You might be one dental assistant and one dentist and 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 may or may not have a person at the front desk. You you could have two or three people. It could be, you know, husband and wife, tiny little company, what I like to call TSBs. There's SMBs and there's TSBs. You know what a TSB is? This is a criticism. What do you think? Tiny, small, Pops. <laughs> TSB. So truly small business. Oh. That's what I call, I call them. Truly small businesses. Like a, it's a mom and pop. Like a mom and yeah. pop. Yeah. If, you, if you're literally a mom and pop, um, to you, that company is the world and that data is the world. And so the best you can do is to try to find some services to provort, to provort, to, to provort, to provort. Curtis defining new words. Some security. There are there are penetration testing companies. There are consulting companies that probably use those services. I would I would just recommend that you you look into that. I, I realize that you know you might be, like I said, a truly small business that has zero IT expertise. You need to get some some IT expertise that's not connected to all of the service providers that you're using. Does that make sense? Right. So you've got no. I definitely yeah, does. Yeah. Even if you've outsourced basically all IT to one company, then you hire another company to check up on that company, right? Trust but verify. That's the, the old phrase. I think the other thing is, for instance, if we take the dental ransomware case, mm-hmm. 
I think it's also up to the smaller companies who are leveraging this service provider to ask questions, to kind of get together and say, we want to do things better for the group. Mm, collective bargaining. Or at least have a forum in which you can – I'm not saying that they should unionize. but <laughs> Unionize the dentists I, against the security or the service provider? But I think there needs to be a mechanism. Like ideally, the service provider should be listening to the needs of their customer, right? Any business should be listening to the needs of their customers um, and also trying to keep ahead as the world is evolving. Well, I would say if you're a service provider, you I, if there's anybody who's listening that is a service provider for other companies, I'm going to say you should on your own. You you have a, you know, I quote, I quote Spider-Man's uncle, with great power comes great responsibility. Um the, the um, you, yeah. if you have all these companies' data, you have a great responsibility to that data. So do some pen testing, hire a third-party company, do it on a regular basis, and then turn around and tell your customers that you've done that, and be pro- and prominently display it. Because to be honest, if you do it and someone else doesn't have it, they're going to want to do that as exactly. well. Exactly. So it's kind of like everyone gets better together. Exactly. That makes perfect sense. All right. By the way, I did read something else as well that okay. said that. Um, in these ransomware mm-hmm. cases, now there's a lot around cyber insurance. Yeah, there's that. Right? And this is that thing that that basically that the creation of cyber insurance, which was created to help you know the problem, is actually making the problem worse because people can just go, oh, we'll just use our insurance. Exactly, and for insurance company, instead of paying for lost revenue, if they just pay the ransomware, it'll be cheaper. Right. So it's kind of a world that still is figuring itself out just something else to also be aware of don't enable the bad actors don't enable the bad actors please don't pay the ransom i know it's going to really hurt but lastly one way to not pay the ransom is to have a solid backup right and to specifically to have a solid backup that is stored in an operating system and system that is different than where your stuff is right so you know we have you know, there are plenty of companies that will sell you stuff that runs on Windows that you back up and, and your backup is stored in the same system that's being attacked. I, I, I just don't under, that that I definitely don't understand. Or to a spot that's easily accessible by anyone on the network. Right, exactly. So, so you know, the way the way we do things, the way Druva does things is that A, we're not using the same operating system that's being attacked and B, the data is always stored uh, offsite uh, you know, in a, an air gap like environment so that uh, it, even if the worst happens in your data center, your data is always safely stored off site. And we can in advance set it up so that you can easily recover after a disaster. And you can do that depending on the size of your environment, you know, in a matter of minutes or hours, depending on how many VMs you got to bring back up. But, um, and then you can just easily say no to any ransom demands. And that's, I think that's, that's the number one thing you need to do. You can do all the penetration security testing that you want, but um, make sure you have a backup with a small B by having a backup with a large B. (laughs) Yeah. Because to be honest, the world is constantly evolving. People out there are getting smarter at figuring out ways to attack systems. You're never going to be ahead of the bad guys all the time. So your best option is have a way to recover in case something happens. Exactly. The world should have a backup. 
Why can't we? Are you my backup, Curtis? I, I, <laughs> I sure hope not. <laughs> um, the, um, yeah. All right. I don't know where I was going to go with that. All right. Well, listen, thank you for anyone who's managed to stay on this long. Uh, thank you for listening. Make sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode and you can always restore it all. isn't worth a spade finally i needed your backup you had a chance to fix it instead it's all jacked up see how i'll write on facebook about you don't underestimate the things that i will do there was a file but i deleted it too bad your backup system isn't worth a spade It'll be completely done Maybe one day